I always say that there's no rule book to life. However, I hope the lessons and stories from each episode can at least provide those listening with some comfort and understanding of the less attractive parts of life, how these look, how we can move through and learn from them, and that it's these moments that make us into the person that we are. Asao founded Susa Musa, a Depop-born clothing brand in 2020. Susa Musa manufactures all their pieces in East London and uses vintage and dead stock fabric. The pieces are designed to be worn time and time again for any season. Susa Musa's community is growing fast with more than 45,000 customers, including Bella Hadid. Asal and Susa Musa have been featured in countless publications, including Vogue, and in May 2022, Asal was awarded Forbes 30 Under 30. Asal, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for the nice intro. Of course. So we've known each other for a while and I've known you kind of before Susamusa and during and after Susamusa. And it's all just like so exciting. It's been so amazing to watch your journey and kind of see you grow. And then obviously with Forbes 30 under 30, it's just phenomenal. <laughs> how is everything going and how does 2023 look for you and Susamusa? 2023 for Susan Rusa is going to be an exciting year. We are working on new pieces to launch in the summer. We're growing the team. I just started working with a new manufacturer as of December last year. So really exciting in terms of Susan Rusa goal. And in terms of 2023 for ASL, it's looking like taking it a little bit slow mm-hmm. and kind of prioritizing myself, my mm-hmm. mental health, my health, sleep, and kind of trying not to burn myself out. I feel like that must be difficult with owning your own brand yeah definitely because <laughs> you can never fully switch off yeah it's your baby you think about it all day every day mm-hmm. and I didn't have a good work and life balance so I would burn myself out take a few weeks off and start again right so now 2023 I'm not doing that anymore not because it's January for like when we hit January everyone's like what are our goals what are we going to do different yeah actually start putting in habits more habits that you yes yeah I've been like preaching this that habits is for me, that was like a lesson that I had to learn was that actually you really have to make things a habit. It's not about quick fixes and, okay, I'm going to take a holiday or I'm going to do a juice cleanse or I'm yeah. going to do this. It's about incorporating these habits into your daily life. Every day. Every day. Which is hard. <laughs> it is hard. I don't know how long it takes for something to become a habit. I don't know if it's like... I've had like 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. I think... For me, it's just like now with my routine, I don't know about you. It's like I wake up and I do what I do and I go to the gym and I do this and I go to work. And that for me, like that just has to be my day to day. And that took, you know, it took kind of hitting a point in my life where I was so unhappy that I realized that actually habit and consistency is the most important thing. So you're part of the first generation of people who have seen success through Depop. What challenges did you face without a blueprint for this? Um, it's a really good question. I started Depop six years ago, so first year of uni. And I almost feel like it was a blessing when I started because there was not that many sellers who were doing it full time. There wasn't really a blueprint. There was nothing for you to be scared of. Mm-hmm. You kind of just did whatever and kind of gave it a chance. Like I would say I was far more fearless then than I am now because there was no one to compare yourself to. You just kind of write the blueprint yourself. So I kind of really, I'm thankful for that. But obviously there was different sellers. There was Past Trash who like were the queens of Depop at the time. So I looked at them a lot for inspiration. But the challenges, 
the thing is, I was 18, 19 when I started. So every day I was getting things wrong and everything was done through trial and error. So I feel like that's just how I learned by just doing it, mm-hmm. not being scared. Mm-hmm. No one was there to judge you. Do you know what I mean? You're kind of just selling clothes in your room. Yeah. Wardrobe. Yeah. Do you find that difficult with comparing yourself to other sellers or other brands? Is that something that you now that you're so big, you find difficult? I never used to be like this. Now I feel like with Instagram, I didn't have personal Instagram until last year. Mm-hmm. I tried to take as much time off my phone as I could. Mm-hmm. I can't help myself. I'll be scrolling and I'm like, think of everything that I'm not doing and I'm lacking. Mm-hmm. And then I have to think to myself, like, what are you doing? Stop. It's hard not to compare yourself. It's so hard. It's really hard yourself but do you like take moments ever and kind of take a step back and think wow look how much I've achieved no yes you should (laughs) not even I think when you're so far in it and there's you in my head I haven't even touched where I have wanted to touch like have started what I want to start Mm -hmm. I think the moments that I do feel like that is when I meet girls out who are wearing suits to me so yeah my friends are in a night out they'll send me photos when I have communications and interactions with people that's what makes it. But like in terms of sales or customers or what numbers we hear, that stuff doesn't really fulfill me or make me happy. Okay. But I think that's nice. I think that's nice. It's like seeing your creation, right? Because like you're creating these pieces. So I think seeing people like enjoying themselves exactly. in them, like that makes sense. Exactly. As a kind of girl boss, woman in business, have you faced any kind of misogyny or ever found it difficult to be taken seriously? Yeah, Definitely. All my fabric suppliers are men. So in the beginning, I'd go to them and I'd be like, how much per meter? And he'll be like, whatever. And I'd be like, great, I'm going to take all your meters. I'm going to take all your rolls. What's the best price you can give me? And he would actually laugh and be like, what are you going to do with all my rolls? I was like, what do you mean what am I going to do? Yeah. They didn't take me seriously. They, didn't, they were like, what's this 20-year-old girl going to do with 20 rolls of fabric? Yeah. But that took time. So every time I meet a new manufacturer or a new supplier, fabric supplier, we will have this back and forth the first few months until I'm taken seriously. Yeah. But is there something in that, I don't know about you, but for me, whenever I face anything like that, which luckily I haven't actually faced too much in my career, that it puts this fire in my belly that I'm like, I'm going to prove you wrong. It's silly. Yeah. It really winds you up. And you know what they would say to me? They would say, we don't deal with small orders like you. So the first time, one of now my biggest supplier of fabric, Dead Sock Fabrics, he was like, we don't do small orders like you. Thank you, bye. He literally closed the door on me. And I was like, knocked again. I was like, hang on a minute. No. And now I'm I'm probably one of his biggest customers. Mm-hmm. So that took like two years, but it is a bit of a... Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Do you ever suffer, and I'm sure anyone listening who suffer from this I have multiple 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 times in my career and other scenarios do you suffer from imposter syndrome yeah I feel like we all do yeah with everything and I think it's because of that comparison you know they say comparison is the thief of joy and it's so true because you know you think particularly with social media you do sit and compare yourself oh I'm not doing that I'm not doing that I'm not doing that and you have to take that step back because really like you're killing it you know the numbers speak for themselves like the stats speak for themselves but it is that thing isn't it of yeah but like you know it shouldn't be me or it's accidentally happened and I'm gonna get found out that actually I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing I think because I didn't have a fashion background or the business background I did chemistry at uni so completely different wow. mm-hmm. to this 
And I bet you chemists will probably look at me and be like, this girl knows nothing about chemistry. So in this yeah. space where I don't know fully where I belong, and you just have to back yourself. It's like a little person on your shoulder, which is saying, you shouldn't be here. You have no idea what you're doing. But then actually the other person on the other shoulder, I try and over rule them. And be like, listen, you're here for a reason. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just constant work that I have to. So you th- so would you say it's just like that constant reassuring yourself and kind of reminding yourself of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just trying to back yourself. And also I'm really supportive of my friends and my family. Mm-hmm. You kind of remind me it's okay. No one fully knows what they're doing. All you can do is try, fail, get up and do it again. Absolutely. I remember a friend of mine once said to me, I think we were about 15, and it's stuck in my mind since then. And actually it was probably an incredibly poignant thing for a 15-year-old to say. But she said to me, we were talking about our parents and complaining about, oh, my mum's done this, my dad's, whatever it was. And she said to me, she said, you know, Izzy, in the same way that we don't know how to be 16, they don't know how to be 50. They've never been that age before. And it's 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 like with work, you know, if you don't try and you don't try to get to the next step, you don't know how to, like, for instance, in me and my career now, I'm in a managerial position. I'd never been a manager. Like, that's me stepping into it. And that's me like, okay, like, I don't know how to do this, but you're going to make it work. And like, for you, it's like you're Forbes 30 under 30. Like, you have 45,000 plus customers. You're getting coverage everywhere. But like, that's new for you too. Exactly. So how do you navigate? Right. You've just got to fake it until you make it. <laughs> look in the mirror and just give yourself a little talk in the mornings. Yeah. And do you do that? Do you do any kind of gratitude or mindfulness? Yeah, I yeah. had to. I had a really big burnout towards the end of last year mm-hmm. to the point that I was like, I can't even see what my tomorrow looks like. Oh my God. But I, I like, ex- I was like lucky enough that I was like, cool, this is what's happening. I'm going to ride it out and I'm never going to let myself be in this position. So now I meditate in the morning. Amazing. I have a little fire in my room. I put the fire on. I meditate. I First thing I do, I write three things I'm grateful for, which is health, friends, family, or something nice that I've got looking forward to to the day. Just small things. Yeah. I always say that to people. I'm like, it can be anything. Yeah. It could be anything. It could be like, oh, I got a coffee with a friend or I did it. Yeah. Or like you had a really good coffee that day. Just every day. Which every day. Amazing. Every coffee every day is a good coffee. I love that. So I guess, yeah, following on from that, I've obviously mentioned Forbes 30 under 30. This is like a huge thing. Like when I saw this, I was like, yes, I was like, this is such a great moment for you. Was this like a real pinch me moment? And how did it feel to you? Was it obviously we're talking about imposter syndrome. Did that come into it or how did it feel when when that was announced? You kind of figured out or learned that that had happened. I was ha- obviously happy and excited. It felt really nice. And I was, I felt nice to be part of other creatives and people who have done really well at what they've done. And people who I admire, I was like, I can't believe I'm even with them in that. But what it was for me, it was I got a message from this Iranian girl on Instagram after I got the Forbes thing. And I literally broke my heart. She was like, and this is what meant everything to me for that reason. And she was like, I'm an Iranian girl. Um, I was an immigrant too. I came over when I was younger. I've never really fully known where I stand or what my identity is. So seeing another Iranian girl be able to do this mm-hmm. has meant everything to me. That's amazing. And then for me, it was like that kind of made everything worthwhile. Just having that one message or that one girl feeling like maybe she could do something. Whatever she wanted to do, she could do. That's amazing. And what, you know, while. Whilst that's obviously awful that anyone would feel, you know, that they wouldn't know 
who they were or where they fit in it's amazing that even you know because i always think like even if one you know you touch one person that's like the greatest gift yeah and it makes everything so worth it so this is what i do in the podcast i have a quote that i say to everyone and what it kind of means to you and the quote for you is the secret of your future is hidden in your daily routine and we've kind of touched upon that yeah but what does that mean for you with any of the kind of challenges you face with any of the days where you just think oh my god i cannot be bothered today what does that daily routine kind of look like and mean to you the days where i can't be bothered are just what does daily routine instruction both yeah that is something i really want to crack this year for myself because i feel like once you have a routine it's almost softer on your body for your body to know what your levels are going to be okay when is it going to be high stress in the day yeah when am i going to calm down i have not being good at giving myself a structure but most mornings look like waking up going to work I would miss breakfast most days and go to work have a coffee and kind of just seeing what gets thrown my way Mm -hmm. when I'd be in a manufacturer it would be like me be there from like 9 till 7 p.m just going through everything making sure everything's great um but I actually to help me with daily structure I have a spare room at my flat which I made into a little office amazing so I wake up like the idea is you wake up and you just go in there and it's like a few hours before the hustle and bustle starts, before the emails start flowing in. Mm-hmm. And you just have that time for yourself to be creative or whatever. It's a really good point. I feel like when whoever has structure in their life, they're on a winner, they're on to something. Yeah, but I think it's like impossible. <laughs> it's almost impossible to have structure every day every because, day. you know, like who knows what a new day is going to bring. And I think it's like, I think structure is good in terms of like even just like such basic structure. I think it's a good thing to have just to keep you from, you know, like you said, burning out or kind of taking on too much or kind of letting things just get thrown at you. Because I think that... That's the thing. Letting things be thrown at you and other people telling you what you should do with your day. It is nice to have control of your day. Mm -hmm. Or like, for example, if that email's that urgent, they can email you twice. Do you know what I mean? Nothing is that important. It can wait Mm -hmm. until the next morning. For sure. For sure. So what advice would you give to yourself or anyone at the beginning of their journey wanting to get into a kind of similar career path or industry as you, knowing the issues and challenges that you have faced? Really good question. I would tell myself, you know, well, I was more fearless back then than I was now. I kind of wish me six years ago was giving me advice now Mm -hmm. because I just didn't give a damn. I was just wake up and do things. And now I overanalyze everything. But advice to people is, it just sounds corny, but honestly, believing in yourself mm-hmm. and know you have whatever it takes to do it. And you are there for a reason. And you've just got to trust in that process and yourself because there's so much negativity that comes your way. You just try and block it out. Trust in your vision, work hard, be consistent, take breaks. Yeah, breaks aren't just for when we're tired or ill or burnt out breaks are part of the work structure i think that's so important that breaks are part of the work structure people taking breaks we know people at the office at eight in the morning yeah and girl girl bossing whatever that means yeah we see and there's like this really toxic culture of you wake up at five and you do this and you do it's like have you read the 5 a.m No. should i read the five so i my mum's read it recently and i was like i kind of thought it was the idea of waking up really early and right this it's actually telling you it's a much more softer approach okay 
Okay, so I I haven't read it yet. I've read it through my mom giving me quotes and reading the chapters. But it's like, you'll get your part of the day done before the world even wakes up. Which I love. And I love, and it definitely, like, I definitely think waking up earlier and getting, like, whatever it is you need to get done before you start work or before you start your day or before you take your kids to school or whatever it is. I think if it makes sense and works for you, like, I'm such an advocate for that. But I think it's... It's like also like be realistic about it. I always say to people, I'm like, be realistic. And also Atomic Habits. Have you read Atomic Habits? Yeah. That book changed the yeah. game for me. Yeah. The idea that like, it's like, if you can be 1% better every day, that's your golden. And like, because for so long, I think, and I'm sure you have this, it's like, I've got to fix everything now and I've fa- and fast. Yeah. And actually, that's actually when I've failed the most. Mm. Trying to do things fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slow and steady wins. Exactly. <laughs> it's a marathon. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, if you need an extra hour in bed, take that extra hour in the if you can. For sure. And so of all of the lessons that you've learned and continue to learn on this amazing journey that you're on, are there any of those lessons that at the time, as painful or as crappy as they felt, are there any of those that you regret learning or a lesson that you've learned that particularly stands out? Yeah. It was literally six weeks ago. When you run a business, it's your baby and you care so much for it. But the people around you, they don't care as much. The people who are working with you, for example, the person supplying your fabrics, the driver, the manufacturer, the pattern cutters. It's not their baby as like it is yours. Mm-hmm. So it, they can let you down. Yeah. So in the beginning of December, December is usually our busiest month with like um, girls wanting to get dressed up for Christmas or New Year's. And my manufacturer stopped working. She messaged me saying, I'm not working anymore. And this was like beginning of December. And I had nothing. And literally, we were out of stock for like three or four weeks of just our busiest time. Yeah. So that was a really big lesson to basically not rely on just that one pen. So have a few manufacturers. Okay. One is down. Or one's taking some time out. You had the other one to go to. So that was like, wow. That was a massive. And that was my own fault. That I trusted and put everything in this. My fabrics, everything was there. Yeah. Working with her for two years. She just needed a little time out, which is so fair enough. But it's, yeah, it's like having that plan B, C, D. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, and people aren't really going to take ownership for your stuff. So you kind of just have to pull your thoughts up and be on top of your work. Amazing. I think that is an incredible lesson because it's what I want, you know, it's what I really want to kind of demonstrate is that at the time I can imagine that was... I mean, I can't even imagine how stressed you must have been. And kind of you think, what the hell am I going to do? And then you've got this three or four weeks where you've got no stock and it's your busiest time of year. Like for any company, that's a complete nightmare. And actually, now that you've learned that lesson, it's never going to happen again. No, it's never going to happen again. I can't put myself through that anymore. Again, I would never put myself through that. Yeah. And I always think like, I always think with these things, when you you regret things, it's like, why regret them or why I mean obviously there are instances where you know you could be regretful but it's at the time you that thing of like this is gonna teach me something this is gonna teach me a lesson that gets me through all of it exactly my mom's like don't worry your character's being built I was like my character has been built mom there's nothing else I need to learn right now but it was a really big lesson and Christmas 2023 I'll Exactly. And like Christmas 2023 is going to be the best Christmas yet because, you know, you'll have all of that preparation. But I think, uh, yeah, I think that's a very good example. So, Asal, thank you so much for joining me. This has been an absolute pleasure. And yeah, I've just loved everything you've said. And I think 
this will be super helpful and amazing for everyone listening. Uh, where can we find you? We are on Instagram, Susamusa Clothing. You can check out our website, susamusa.com. We're on Depop as well. TikTok has been a little bit dormant, but we're going to get her back up. Yeah, running in amazing. 2023. So maybe you'll see us doing dances on TikTok. Amazing. I love it. Love a bit of TikTok. Well, thank you so much for joining me again. So much for having me on. And if you've been listening, thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week with a new episode. Bye.